Hey, y'all do? Hey, yeah, girl. Take- How y'all doing? My name is Ooh. Mm-hmm. Nice to meet you. I was wondering. No? No, that's enough of that. Thank you, though. I appreciated it. Um, no. Um, hey, y'all. We're back. We sorry we broke our streak. We thought we was doing... We was doing... You know, we did do good. I'm not even going to talk about that. That may have been nothing ever done. Yeah, so whatever. I was about to do some negative self-talk, but I'm working on that with the lady. So we did great. And thank y'all for y'all patience with this episode. Mm. Period. Period. Um, I'm about the best. We here late at night. Tally sleep. You know, Tally sleeps when the sun go down. I'm out for a night. I mean, the sun goes down. Sun goes down. I'm down. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sitting um, here turkey wings. Because my mama made something the other night. Huh? I said, where you get turkey wings from? My mother. That's why I stay home, baby girl. You know, it makes me sad. Like, I'm eating this. praying, grandmother. Listen, I'm eating this, and I'm like, damn, my mom made the fuck out of this. My kids ain't never going to have that feeling. (laughs) My kids ain't going to have no, my mom made the fuck out of this moment. I'm trying to think. What can't, what? You've never cooked anything for me, I don't think. Well, you know what? So while we were gone, um, Valentine's Day weekend, I was in Detroit and it was Super Bowl weekend as well. And I made some Philly sliders and I made some seafood dip, a, a recipe I got on TikTok. That shit was good. It was very good. And like the attendees to the Super Bowl party was like, oh, that shit was smacking, which is like the highest regard for nigger culinary. And yeah. What can what more can a bitch ask for, you know? And it was good. So maybe my kids will be like, this is good. And my family tends to overseason. So when I don't overseason, I feel like it's not good, but it was good. No. I mean, you know, you'll have your things and they'll they'll know what um occasions mom cooks for, you know, when when she brings it out. Um and my kids will have a kickback for their second birthday, like a um did you see that video of the little kid having a section in bottles for his eighth birthday? He had a party bus. Because you know what? And because the grandmothers are 30, because the grandmothers are 30, this is where we're at. That baby don't want no damn section for his birthday. I don't know. Him and his friend, they were having a blast. Put melon on the goddamn cake. Put cocoa melon on the cake and let's move on. I think he still did have like a little, like, what's the game? He still had, yeah, I think he still had like a Roblox cake or some shit. I don't like when people do stuff for kids. That's obviously for like the aesthetics of the adult. Like I don't, that's not cute to me because mm-hmm. you spent all this money on this baby party. And for what? You ain't got no Spider-Man doing a jerk nowhere. You ain't got none of the shit that the babies actually want. Ain't no pinata around this motherfucker. Just 
juice, you know what? Like sparkling juice with, with sparkles? No. This is borderline unrelated, but it is. So you know the video of the little girl eating up that like Megan is buying choreo in front of the bounce house at that birthday party? Mm-hmm. I follow the little girl. And people are accusing that little girl of being a little person so heavily that the, her mother had to record her at the doctor and have her doctor confirm that she is a child and like point to her teeth and like, you see the ridges on her teeth. These are baby teeth. This is a child. This is not an adult. She's nine years old. I was like, people are so crazy. This lady has- yeah like go ahead no that's why I'm scared to like put my kids on the internet and stuff because I just cannot imagine having a child and then having to go to the doctor and take my camera and my fucking ring light to prove that this is not fucking mini me from Austin Powers in my home (laughs) or the bitch from the orphan like y'all can kiss my ass right and I'm not at that point my baby would have to come off the TikTok I'm sorry now now she's a regular kid and now we're poor thanks for driving us into the poor house (laughs) thanks thanks for the poverty internet it's all your fucking fault we're gonna get our food stamps but then you have to accuse my child of being 38 if any of y'all are selling food stamps i know somebody who wants to buy them and it's me so if any of y'all you got a a peach card whatever they call it a bridge card ebt card i'm trying to buy it i give you cash i got some bitcoin so whatever you want imagine trading food stamps for bitcoin I got what you need. I got some other kind of crypto if you want that. But come up off them yamps because I want them. <laughs> so, okay, <laughs> let's get to the topic because we have technical difficulties. I'm just trying to give y'all bitches an episode, honestly, at this point. We're trying to race the clock and the letters are getting postponed again. You know, so what? Okay, we're trying our fucking best. Y'all took forever to send them, so what does it matter? Um... Maybe if we get through this without a hitch, we'll put the letter on the back end. But for right now, it was no 15 minutes ago and it's no now. I don't know why we keep talking about it. So we're going to keep moving. And don't um, But we're talking about the church, y'all. We're talking about biblical shit, Bible shit. Really excited about it. Um, me and Melanie are both Bible churchy girls for the most part. We came up in the church. Yeah. So, uh, and now we're both heathens. And so we're here to talk about the good book uh, this evening um so we're gonna get into some problematic uh church shit bible shit um i think any book written and published by men and white men at that is a little dangerous and and you know what retweet because i feel like the bible needs to be taken with 96 grains of salt because this has been washed and repeated by white men for generation after generation to to say whatever they wanted it to say. And it's been translated so many times and misinterpreted so many times. God didn't even say that. God, God didn't even say that. I know God be up there like, bro, I didn't even say that about gay people. Like if I was oppressed by gay people, I would have put them in the Ten Commandments. You know, he did put in the Ten Commandments, adultery. And I, I will keep on making this point over and over because gayness is not new. And they was being gay back in the Ten Commandments days. And God could have put it in that on that stone. But he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so we just talk about how gayness ain't in the ten commandments but uh what's the one adultery is and it's one of those things where it's like i like to think of the bible as like okay so let's say i bought a 2011 camry and it came with a manual right sure mm-hmm. that book will probably give me like some good like guidelines for what to do and what not to do to this car this car is also not fucking new. You know what I'm saying? Like this car is fucking 
got some shit going on. It may be a special funky way to start it or it might have some shit broke on it. So maybe this book is not the end all be all of how I should go about this fucking car. Or even, you know, you got your 2011 Camry, but they gave you the manual from 1987. This ain't to 1987 no more. All that stuff ain't going to apply because this ain't the same Camry. Right. That it came with. God didn't, I mean, of course he knew eventually it was going to come, but God didn't write the Bible with Instagram in mind. Things is different. I also want to say just while we're here talking about problematic church shit, because this has been on my heart and actually been waiting to talk to you about it. Um, And it seems like, you know, we catch up on here. Michael Todd, did we talk about him spitting on that fucking parishioner? Did we talk about him spitting on you that? Talk about that? I don't think so. Him spitting on that good Christian churchgoer. For what? You know, and that just, there's just so many things that just happened without, like, yeah, he got dragged, but <laughs> you know, they don't run enough. We need rocks. You know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, that tweet is like, the ratio is enough. We need to take the life. <laughs> obviously but it's just like at what point does something actually happen to these men who just like not even just spitting on parishioners but just like when does it end when do we really just sit these men down because i mean women have been sat down in the church for wearing pencil skirts so Mm, i remember when the church was anti-pencil skirt yeah like rough time for everybody um remember when the church was into peplum oh my god Child, um, the, church, the club was in the peplum. Uh, child, you couldn't take it. Peplum. Job interviews was into peplum. I was Miss Peplum back in the day. Well, see, peplum didn't fit my body shape. I had maybe some peplum happening for like two weeks, and I was like, "Oh, this is not made for my breast. I I can't be involved." But um, oh, yes. no, I want I, I want um us to defund Michael Todd. And you know, when he got in the pulpit with that kiddie pool, we should have stopped him then. That was honestly, that was the beginning of the end for me. Cause that's when he lost me. Like when he was just putting ping pong balls and pitchers and filling it up with water, I said, sure. When it was the treadmill, fine. But when he got that whole boat on them people staging that people church, I said, Michael, we have gone too far. You have gone too far. We have and, from God's and the word and the word be good. The word be good. Like I listened to the word, and that's how that's how he got it because the word was good. Like the crazy faith, the original, like the OG where he went viral off of the first time. It was good. I I follow Mike Todd. The kids are cute, but we've gone too far, Mike. And, and him and his BBL need to leave us alone. Who? Him and his BBL need to leave us alone. I'm over it. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I can't, when that, sitting on that man was the single most disgusting thing I had actively seen happen in a pulpit ever. But you know what? And that's what, that's what we've gotten with these new pastors. And granted, like, I'm not saying that all ones did it right either because they did not, but it's gotten so for the gram, which everything has become for the gram. But it's like, he, he did that for a viral moment and it, it backfired because it got to the wrong side of the internet or whatever. But it's like, you got to the right side of the internet. It got where it <laughs> well, needed to be. 
and dig because it where it needs like we, we lost the plot we lost the plot we were doing good millennial you know we're undoing and unlearning what we were brought in it's less homophobic now but now we're spitting on people like we just okay let's regroup let's regroup millennials because we got to undo the church and stuff that we grew up with all this church hurt great yes and we want to know the word and love god whatever because ain't nothing because god ain't even do, say and do all that stuff for real do you know they the hurt in my heart where i had to explain to my grandmother what michael todd did she said why is everybody so mad at him what did he do and then i had to say those words out of my mouth and then she didn't believe me so i had to show her the video did i saw the light fucking leave her eyes <laughs> michael todd i will never forgive you never yes and then like all the viral passes and you you get into it you like it it's like yeah you know what? i do like a little demonstration on stage and then now you spit and it's like i can't i can't sit i can't sit and, back. Oh, it. and it's in a pandemic like that and that's just on top another of another like, man that's on another that's disgusting he's like but, but anyway. jesus you're not jesus you're not, if they're not spitting they stealing and if they ain't stealing they sliding it's just hard to find a church home and they like and I, you know what and i hate you not that's, Jesus. That's important to me. You not Jesus. Like all this wild shit you're doing, you trying to like make up shit to do demonstrations, trying to mimic miracles and shit. You're a lunatic. Stop it. <laughs> Fucking crazy person. Jesus. And my thing is too, like you almost got to pick your poison with churches you like. Like, you know, I like the church of praise worship good. He cheated on that lady, but the word be good. Like you got, you always got to like pick your sin. Like, oh, he ain't spitting on people. So I can, I can go up there because I ain't going to get spat on. Well, if you're going to sit up there with a spit peach preacher, you got to sit in the splash zone like in, in the, the damn right. Moxie Aquarium and shit so you'll mm-hmm. get splits at it. So my, I don't want to do that at church. My thing is, it's like with picking a pastor, it's really also like a difficult process for me to pick a man to listen to. So like mm. that's also that as well. That's like at the end of the day, like I'm choosing to listen to our most likely a man guide me every week. No. And then you see videos like that. You see the spit. You hear about the John Grays. You hear about what's his name? Pastor the John, now, 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 John Gray. I have a problem with him. And it's, 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 it's too much. It's performative. And I'm so proud of Latoya Luckett for getting out of that marriage with that mean ass man. I don't know if you watched the Monica and all of them reality show. That man used to be so mean to Latoya and had the nerve to cheat on her. She got them two babies and she got the hell up out of there. And I Wait, applaud I'm sorry. Her. John Gray and Latoya Luckett were together? No, but he was their advisor. Oh, okay. In that prison listening to him in that word because we don't believe in divorce guess what we also don't believe in john adultery whoring listen sorry my whole titties i'm hot jesus girl but put it together um but no i'm so sleepy i feel like i'm not even like ugh, all the way awake and around but um for a second there in the video it looked like i didn't have any teeth and i was like hmm I don't need to do any hard drugs. Yeah, I just want to let you know that if you didn't have teeth, I wouldn't be your friend. I respect that. Because if you didn't have teeth, we could be like friends as in like you my homeless friend and I bring you food and like, you know, <laughs> I just check on you and stuff. But like- my What if I didn't have teeth and I wasn't homeless? Like I just chose not to have teeth. That means in my book that you're a bad decision maker and I can't have you around because obviously you misstep a lot. Cause you are you being a teethist? Correct, very <laughs> much so, beyond a shadow of a doubt. No, I don't even fuck with people who like missing their money teeth. 
family included. If you missing any of the, like these right here or these bottles, oh, that's what you call a money tea. That's what I call my money tea. You missing any well, of them? Don't nobody have this tooth right here. This one. If you got this tooth, you a bad bitch. I got that's my side tea. Yeah, I, I, mean, I got. I love to make people laugh to see what's going on in the back of their mouth. <laughs> Be like, watch it cross the road. <laughs> <laughs> laugh, bitch. Let me see your teeth. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Some people don't be having teeth, though. That's sometimes not even their fault. Well, with the people who got like a tooth issue because it's hereditary, you had a pregnancy thing, like all of this stuff, like fine. Uh, but, like, if I lose my teeth during pregnancy, Come get that fucking baby. You're not gonna take my teeth or my edges. I work too fucking hard for these. If I lose my teeth at to a baby behind a baby, the first teeth that them baby get is mine. You're gonna pay what you owe. You gonna <laughs> soon as the corona will come out. Mm-hmm. Hand them hand here. Hand them here. Give me them fucking teeth. I just cannot imagine. And you got to learn to cry in my house. I should be crying. Ah! 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 I got no teeth. I use my teeth. Like, that's a that's a tool. I love food. Mm. You going to take my shit? Mm. We got off topic. You think Jesus had his side too? Mm, historically speaking, probably not. But for what I have imagined Jesus looked like in my head, yes. Wait, okay. What do you think Jesus looked like in your head? So I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I'm cool with either Jesus that people have, like, because, like, I got a crush on Jesus. We'll talk about that on the back end. Like, the Jesus that they made up. Not real Jesus. That's my Lord and Savior. But, like, the images of Jesus that people have conjured. So We'll get to that. But Jesus with the dreadlocks that's black. That that got the the shit right here, the goatee that they made up, super hot into it. I love it. <laughs> the other Jesus <laughs> with the Brazilian hair, I'm into that too. That's- I, I don't mind that Jesus. Granted, it's white supremacy and like propaganda, but like when I be like Jesus, I be seeing the light skin, like I be seeing the white one. Yeah, I am, like, am I-, I like when they mix them together? When they put brown Jesus in the bust down middle part, then I be like, yeah. That is the sweet spot. That right there is what I'm looking for. <laughs> hey, like, but also like the Middle Eastern Jesus that's like the scientific, like what he was really like based off of whatever, whatever. He low-key fine too. Like Middle Eastern men be fine. So I feel like Jesus is that girl. Now you cannot take away from him that he, no matter, what everybody say is that he was hot. Now that's the common thread is that he was good to look at. <laughs> I ain't never seen an uh, ugly Jesus fan. I ain't never seen an ugly Jesus. Middle Eastern, white, black, Hispanic, they all fine. Historical. Mary be looking hit. She be looking like Mona Lisa. And I don't like that because I feel like Mary was at least cute because the guy wouldn't have chosen an ugly girl to be like, hey, let me holler at you real quick. Historical accounts say that Jesus was a little honey dip. Okay. That's Mm. what everybody says across all of the Abrahamic faiths. So I'm into it. Um, And you know what? Huh? You think Mary was cute? No, I don't think Mary was cute, but I think that was on purpose. I think if you're going to, first of all, if you're going to immaculately conceive and that's supposed to be like the showstopper, maybe you don't need to be the hottest bitch on the planet. Maybe it's like, we're going to pick this regular. They're never going to believe her. I mean, they didn't believe her anyway, but they definitely wasn't going to believe her. Well, because let's say they picked the hottest bitch in Bethlehem and she's like, yeah, 
I'm immaculately conceived with Jesus, everybody would be like, you are a slut. (laughs) We see you. We know what you look like. Stone her. So it had to be somebody like, we know nobody's fucking Mary. Mary be behind the barn drooling and shit. (laughs) <laughs> we know nobody no, gave it. I, I don't think God would go that crazy. I feel like God would have just been like, you know what? She's cute enough. Like I feel like she, like you know how, like okay, like she's all that. You know how ugly you gotta be. Wait, 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 wait. let me finish. Let me finish. You know how when she's all that, how she won like ugly, but she was just like a little like, oh, she's a nice girl, Jana Briggs. You know, or that's a fake name, but like Janie's cool. But like when you do it up, she's like fine, but she's not ugly at all. I feel like that would be more believable that she was actually conceptual. Like, oh, all she did was read her little scrolls. I didn't know she was getting down like that. And then like she immaculately conceived. Here's how I know Mary was ugly. <laughs> you know how <laughs> ugly. No, listen, you know how ugly you gotta be to be in labor and somebody tell you that all that is available is the manger. You know how fucking hit and busted you got to be for you to be a human giving birth to another human. And they say, go to the manger and you're at a hotel. This is an inn. They could have let you have the baby in the lobby. They said, ma'am, you're going to have to go to the manger with the sheep, with the sheep, Melanie, Melanie, the sheep. And this is December. From what we know, all we know is that it was a cold month. They said Jesus was like a, a Aries. <laughs> Still cold. Still too okay. cold to be having a baby in a manger. I think I think Mary was cute. I don't think she was hit. I think she was like cute, but she wasn't like gonna turn no heads for real, for real. But like, oh, she's a cute girl. But conversely, maybe she wasn't ugly, but that also proves that Jesus was a, a person of color because they'll turn around a negro you know you know now they 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 pulled out of water out of that pool when um dorothy danger got in there so or lena horn which one of them was it one of them it was dorothy it was Dorothy. okay when dorothy danger got in her, and her pretty ass got in that pool guess what they bleached it so that's how i know jesus was black because they wouldn't let her in there no matter how pretty or cute or ugly or whatever she was they wouldn't let her in no way I think she was funny because if somebody's like, you can go have that little demon turd out in the back uh, where the sheep lay, that means you funny looking. I cannot, I do not know a life where I'd be like, yes, I am in labor. Can I have my baby indoors? And somebody's like, nah, you fucking mongrel. You go back out there to that shed. But if you know, if you know your jokes on you history, they was, they was making black women give birth in, in veterinarian offices. That's true. That's true. Damn. Yeah. So again, that proof. Right, I got my board right here. The conspiracy board. Conspiracy. (laughs) Jesus is black. They've been doing it for years. To us, they've been doing it for two thousand years since the wake up. We was kings. We was (laughs) kings. We was in the mangers. We got family members born in mangers. Still, Jim Crow. Anyway, we get the topic. Okay, Jesus. So. I forgot what he even. No, so we're talking about favorite Bible stories. I got mine locked and loaded. You can go, I can go, it don't matter. Um, honestly, like I'm not really proud of this, but I don't read my Bible or like didn't was not surprisingly wasn't shoved the Bible down my throat enough to be, be like, hit my favorite Bible story. But like I will say I connect with the nativity story because I because of nepotism, I was a nepotism baby, giving very much Maud Apatow 
because I was married like 19 times in the Christmas play at church because I was that girl. Like, granted, yes, I was the pastor's daughter, but I also ate that shit up every year. So, you know what? Good for you. So, like, I really like, oh, manger, boom. They was hating on her, boom. I was always the wise man. But that's because I wanted to be. It's like, you know what? I'd like to be the gift bringers. That seems nice. This lady just had a baby. I would like to bring some frankincense and myrrh. I'm, I'm into that. Um, I was a weird little girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my favorite Bible story is the story of David and Bathsheba. I think it's just hilarious, dramatic mess. Um, for those of you who don't know the story, David was the king who only, you know, he gets redeemable later, but not at the point that we're talking about him now. And so David was the king and he was in his fucking kingly ass bedroom looking out his window and he saw Bathsheba bathing in the creek or the water or whatever he's got going on outside his window. So he asked his friend, his homie, he said, who is that? I want her. I'm trying to hit it. And he's like, that's Uriah's wife. He's at war, you know, basically leave her alone. David's like, I'm the king. So I do what I want, have her sent up here. And because women are educated, they don't have choices. They don't know nothing. Everything is all very rapey. Bathsheba goes up there. They lay together. They do the whoop-de-whoop, right? Mm-hmm. So David's pleased with himself. He's strutting about town over the next couple of weeks, I guess. Bathsheba come to him and say, like, hey, I'm pregnant. Like two moons have passed. I've had no blood like that's not the scripture but that's the idea of what she's saying like what's up like what are we gonna do so he's like well not gonna be my baby not the heir to my fucking girl so he's since he's like the head of state basically he's like calls Uriah back from war and it's like okay any man back from war is gonna fuck his wife he's gonna fuck Bathsheba and then that baby is gonna be theirs right they're not gonna know the fucking difference right but Uriah comes back from war and mostly sleeps the whole time because he was at fucking war so he's tired so he comes home I guess let's say the week that he was on leave doesn't touch Bathsheba for real and ends up going back to war so Bathsheba's like hey the plan didn't work he didn't touch me if I give birth to this baby he gonna know it's not his what is we gonna do David like what is going on so He's like, you dumb bitch. All you had to do, you had one job. All you had to do was fuck this nigga. What's wrong with you? So he calls Uriah back from war, which I don't know how much time is passing here, the way the story is going, because wasn't no phones. Like, unless war was like right outside the palace, I don't know how he's doing this. But anyway, so Uriah, I guess, yeah, Uriah comes back from war and he invites Uriah to the palace. So David's plan is like, okay, I'm gonna get Uriah fucked up. I'm gonna get Uriah drunk. He's gonna get drunk and horny and wanna fuck this lady. And that's what it's gonna be. Boom, my plan will go perfectly. He invites Uriah to the palace for a feast, for wine, all of this stuff. Uriah do what he's supposed to do and get drunk. But Uriah is a fucking bumbling fool and gets so drunk that he passes out on the palace steps. Never makes it home to touch Bathsheba. So David, being the terrible nigga he is at the time, he gets better later. He's like, fuck it, send this nigga back to war because he's useless. He sends him back to war with a note to give the general that says, basically, put this nigga on the front line. I want him killed per the king. Like, I want him dead. So nobody ever knows my fucking shame. And that's the story of David and Bathsheba. Uriah got murdered at the fucking war. You the king, bro. He not gonna beat your ass. Just be like, That's hey. Point. Like, 
You just had all you had to say was, "I'm the king. I fucked your wife. Get if over you it." You got enough pull to get this nigga out of, out of war or get this nigga killed immediately. You got enough pull to be like, "Hey, so I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker." <laughs> like you, <laughs> <laughs> you can just be king and fuck this nigga. Like I don't know. That's I, why I, when I, people I, name their kids Uriah, I'm like, "Did you read the story?" I know a couple of Uriahs. One of the little Instagram families, the little boy name is Uriah. They could not have read the story. You know, I never knew that story because, again, I, you know, now it, it is some stories I do like. Now, one story that eats up every watch night service, every motherfucking, ooh, I shouldn't say that. Ooh, sorry. Every mm-hmm. freaking, like, just get saved. You gonna go to the altar with this one is the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego with Nebuchadnezzar and they in the pit, the fiery pit, and God come to pit yeah. like, what's going on? Let's go. And he and God like the little baby, like, yeah. And then they leave. Man, and man, we snack and the Billy go. And the Billy go. And they be like, where they go, how they get out. And they had a friend in the fire. They did this watch night going from 2012 into 2013 at House of Hope. And it was like, he had a real, like, it was like a whole production on stage. I'm telling you, I got so saved that night because I was like going into the spring semester and I wanted to be queen and I wanted to make line and I was like, God, please. Oh, God. I <laughs> your father, God. Baby, I was crying down. I was on my knees at watch night. Mm. And another story I like because I, I wore the VeggieTales VHS out is the Esther story. That's a good story. I like that. Oh, and the Moses. Duh, Prince of Egypt. One of my favorite, all my favorite stories in the bible are about like how because okay this is what i say about jesus right cool like jesus was a man so y'all telling me that jesus was a regular like teenager to 30 something year old dude like the men that i know in real life right so when i think about some of the stories of jesus and like how he really had like emotions right like for real emotions like he had a temper he was kind of awkward he could be like a bit of a scaredy cat at times some of that shit is really hilarious to me for example, one of my favorite stories is Jesus whipping them niggas in the temple for gambling in his father's house. Why does Jesus roll with a whip? Why are you just strapped with a whip, bruh? Why are you just ready to whip niggas at a moment's notice? That's that. First of all, that's my type of shit. But that's crazy to me that that's just the type of time you want. Also, materialize it because he's got. No, I think he had he kept his fire on him. From the from the pictures that I've seen of Jesus whipping motherfuckers, he just had it on him. No, like it's, like a, it's like a short whip. It's like a short hand whip, like the sex kind. That's the kind like he, no, I'm serious. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm, so I'm trying to relate it to you so you know what I'm talking about. Speaking of Jesus and sex objects, did you go see Passion of the Christ in theaters? Mm, I pretended <laughs> to be sick. I'm about to say, did your parents hate you enough to make you go see that at 10 years old? Okay, I pretended to be sick, and you want to know a secret. You weren't I've, sick. I've outrun it at every turn. I have avoided this movie with everything in my body all my life, and I refuse to see it. I have no plans to see it. Must be nice, because if one thing my parents are going to do is make me watch some shit. So not only did... I've had to see The Passion of the Christ in person, I mean, on the biggest screen in the world, and have to see I, i'm asking questions the cat of nine tails have you heard of such a weapon yes i have what the fuck right it's like a mop with knives on the end of it and you and they was hitting jesus with it i'm like oh my god they beat this white man up it was bad and then the whole movie was in like it was in Latin. 4k 
it was it was in 4k but i'm saying that it was a whole nother language so i'm just like we read subtitles i'm, I'm trying to read and watch him get his behind whoop in the real time it's too much and then not you we talking we talking about church oh you i love it and what i said not you censoring because we talking about church i love it oh you know conditioning still there but then we had to go we went to the passion play so we saw it in person at in orlando we drove all the way to orlando florida it was four hours away from miami to watch a passion play and watch lazarus be awakened from the dead and all this stuff and see the bloody and bloody and i've also seen another passion play at holy land okay so here's holy the thing land is the worst place on earth i'm gonna stop you right there i don't do extracurricular church activities so if i can't get whatever it is from this sunday service and maybe a little something after then it's not for me and that's not the subscription that i signed up for i don't want to go to holy land i don't want to go to on the retreat I don't want to go to the women's conference. I don't want to do none of that. I had to do it growing up. And really, I'm just like, y'all, what this is, all this stuff that we're doing together as a unit, y'all need friends. Because I have friends. I don't need this. <laughs> I don't I don't need this camaraderie with the Lord. As an adult, I have not done. I went to a women's conference once I'm at you know our church that my mom goes to, whatever. I'm a member of that church. I went to that, didn't have the best time because I'm like, I'm not, I'm not submitting why is this the message i'm not doing this but anyway we went i've had to do many uh, extracurricular because I, my parents it was my parents church so we had we it was never any escaping it it was always church i had to stay the latest and be there the earliest and all the things hated it holy land is the literal worst place on earth and i had to pass by it when i was in orlando last time i just wanted to make sure it was gone like i needed to make sure that girl was dead because you will pay for your crimes tbn for creating this awful place and it will be also hot and have to watch jesus die again i'm eight years old i don't like it um now it's speaking of extracurriculars vacation bible school every time was lit i went to vacation bible school for the boys um and i'm just gonna go ahead and say that i went to vacation bible school to choose and for no other reason i was excited about vacation bible school and church camp Listen, so Vacation Bible School was really like the same church little boys I saw every Sunday anyway. But when I moved to Atlanta, that's when I really discovered Boys at Church because the Boys at Church growing up was like, I've known y'all since we were born. We've all known each other our entire lives. I'm not really pressed about y'all. But when I moved to Atlanta, that's when I was like, what the hood niggas at? <laughs> the hood niggas. Come here. When I went to New Birth for that youth conference, because I was still in my like church era. And I walked around, granted, I did not get chose. I mean, not once. I don't think I got a single number. But I looked around and I saw all them niggas in that church. I don't think y'all understand what new birth was like in the mid 2000s. I, I was around. It would be bus loads of niggas from states to states. Bus loads of niggas. Fine ones at church praising. They Praise. knew God. They knew God. And it... it Whew. them new births them new I would, I would if i could go back in time and go again i would i probably still wouldn't but you know what and I, I think about that often that i did not find me a good god-fearing man in church because my grandmother tried so hard and over the years because i've been going to the same church as long as i can remember she's like you know so-and-so is back home you know he done with medical school 
so-and-so is back home. He out of law school. And my grandmother would just try to like set me up with these people. And I just watch them one by one, get married to church girls. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I got stuff to do on Sundays. I can't be in here all the time waiting on y'all. I just can't. I can't. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. Um, But like church camp, I remember one year, my favorite church camp slash uh, like youth conference memory was that we convinced the music minister that I ain't gonna let up was a church song. I ain't gonna let up. No, I ain't gonna shut up. And we performed the whole thing with the cusses on stage, on, yeah, on, on the pulpit. And we screamed the, I just don't give a fuck as a group, which we didn't talk about. I think we all thought we were gonna censor it. And then when we got up there, the spirit came over us. And I we- we just said the cuss word we were all very much in trouble and they discontinued that youth conference for like three years after that um i would imagine i'm surprised y'all got through the song and that somebody didn't throw a a white heel and boomerang it to stop the whole dj well because nobody knew the song and the only um part that i guess that the youth pastor had heard that we played for him beforehand was the part where he was like, get yourself together, go get your brain a bath, go to church, start listening, get on the right path. And he didn't listen to any other part of the song. Granted, that's the only part of the song we played for him. And it was hilarious. And I regret nothing. So, you know, one of my highlights is like, I was again, very active in church growing up and them church dances used to eat every time we have like the younger girls and then teenage girls the teenage girls always have the better dances and like the cooler like young single mom in the church would make their dance and then like more of the, like auntie true. the auntie years would like make the little girls dance but we would eat we would eat every time period it would be so much fun like one time the, the teenage girls had this cute like to this to hosanna the angels bow down at the thought of you uh, i was like yeah <laughs> Like that was my sister's group, so I'll be in there practice anyway because we would have to be there. They ate one now, one Easter. We went all out. This is before like people really had like jumbotrons in church, right? So we had some TVs, you can tell us nothing like some big fat booty TVs that we had suspended up in the air. Oh, Jesus, that's so dangerous! No, it wasn't like mounted. You know, you mounted TV before with flat screens, you just place it on the wall, like you had the little thing, but anyway. I thought you meant suspended in the air by like strings or something. I'm like, what if somebody walks under those and gets murdered? If, if mother would have walked up under the TV, the TV fell on mother, what would we have done? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but no, we had like did pre-stuff and like pre-videos for like, this is before, this is like 2000, like 2001. And like done videos beforehand, like came one day during the week at night and like re- recording, had the whole passion play. You could not tell us nothing. I miss that like that's that's such an important part of a childhood in my childhood I'm trying to figure out how I can do that for my children because churches have gotten too big like it's not even like personal no more and like children don't really like learn the bible like I remember like when and you know the bible is the bible we talked about it earlier but like I remember growing up I went to so my first home church was Unity Baptist Church in Detroit on Tyreman that was my first church and I remember like in our Sunday school all the kids had to learn all the books of the bible I know that to this day. Like, I know how to get through and make it through my Bible because of the lessons that I learned in that Sunday school. Granted, I wanted to go to Sunday school because the vending machine was next to my classroom and I wanted to buy some chips and I wanted to eat and I wanted to, like, use Whatever my office. 
Also the Lord, baby girl. Right. I used to use my offering money for the vending machine. My grandma would be like, put this in the offering. I'd be like, sure. And then I buy two bags of chips and a fago. But I say all that to say, I think that like, because like children's churches are more like daycares now, instead of like actually like children's church, there's no curriculum and the babies don't know the word. And the babies don't know the stories and the babies don't know how to relate the stories to their life. And it's just like really stressed out. So I might have to, one of my family members is going to have to go into ministry and I'm going to have to monitor and they're just going to have to teach my babies. Well, because children's church used to be really fun. Um, like Because the way our church was, my my dad had bought this building. What I don't even remember what it was before we made it a church, but it had classrooms. So like one room, like I don't, oh yeah, I guess it would be, yeah, classroom. So like one was my dad's office, my, the finance room was like my mom and stuff, they did the finance and it would be like Jack and Jill style bathrooms in between each two. And like, it was arranged by age. So like the six to nine, the babies, the, you know, the 10 year olds, the teenage rooms. So we all had different like age groups and classrooms. And then my mom, like my mom had a full nine to five, like legit, but she would work her ass off in the church too. And I will never forget that, like how, how hard she used to go for church and how creative she would be with our, like, you know, vacation Bible school. She, my mama got us a bus. Like we were a small church. It really was only like two, 300 members. She had a bus for vacation Bible school. We had a field trip like every day in vacation Bible school. Like she made it happen. So she would have something called Beamer Day. I remember it vividly. She would give us like, we had the, the youth ministry had fake money and we would go like, we could buy with our fake money, like some candy, like what candy you want to buy? Like kind of like a book fair type deal, but with fake money and everyone got something, right? And it would just be so, like, it would just be so much fun. She would just do, come up with all kinds of stuff for us to do in church and just made it so much fun. Like vacation Bible school would be like my birthday week every summer. And the end of the week, we would go to Water Rapids, which is the the water park in south florida but it was in like palm beach so it was like a two-hour drive so it'd be like a whole field trip that shit used to be so fucking fun <laughs> like we used to have so much fun like those are so many of my core memories and especially because i went to school with so many white children like my my black friends were at church yeah i get that so that was like a really important experience like you know being around black people like my age like black peers because they was all at church and you know my, and they everybody doing good like one of my friends from church child she do the best wigs in miami so yeah. that's network my i think my experience in the church because my grandmother my paternal grandmother was always just so involved like to the point where like we for the most part we always went to more than one service we rarely went to all three services but we definitely went to more than one service on occasion and then for easter we went to all three services that's one of the reasons like if you really want to like unpack why i am the way i am i was always getting up at 4 35 o'clock in the morning to start my day with my grandmother for church so now it's just kind of in me like not to sleep late and that's where I think I learned to develop my social skills is at church learning how to talk to people learning how to public speak learning how to like do being the little girl doing the church announcements for the children church children's church things of that nature it really helped develop me like as a person because like even now like my grandmother my grandmother has an army of old people at church. She literally runs the seasoned saints and it's like 200 of the motherfuckers at Berean. It's, it's so many. And all they do is do cool old people shit together all the time. I can't wait to be that kind of old lady to have that sort of influence over my peers. That's amazing. And I think just kind of like being around my grandmother and watching her be social and watching her really like take charge of things has kind of like kind of like molded me into the young lady that I am. I wouldn't say that my church experience is really fun. Um, 
parts of it were fun, but like, it's not like an overwhelmingly fun experience for me, but it did shape a lot of shit that I, I do now. So I do appreciate that. I am so tired. I'm girl. I just yawned and I was like, Ooh, bitch. So no, same church gave me a lot like of, um, cause I church was non-denominational. So like a lot of the problematic stuff for the most part wasn't there, but it was plenty of mess, plenty of mess. Even that I caught on as a child. And so on some weekends when I would be in my aunt and uncle's house, they was like them early rising Baptists. So we had to go every service, be there, like wake up like six in the morning. Child, I had my own set of clothes over my um, aunt and uncle house. Like, but we would be there. But in between service, they would serve breakfast. Ooh. And it was the mother of the church. Miss Gilbert would make breakfast every Sunday in the church annex. Baby, that breakfast would be so good. They, they, I don't know where she got this bacon from. It was the thickest bacon. I mean, four inches thick and had that big mm. like that fatty like bubbly rind on the bacon mm-hmm. on that good country bacon and she would have the sausage and then we split in half and just oh baby I, god god bless miss gilbert i think she went on to be with the lord and babe i know she cooking up good breakfast and grits in the, in heaven because that breakfast would be so good if you if you that that breakfast was good church breakfast gonna hit every time see i went to church for the hymns because i didn't know what they meant but the just like passion with how people were singing the hymns just really made me feel like first of all i know adult life is gonna get hard if these people are in here singing these songs like this i know that adult life is something crazy my favorite hymn i i didn't learn what this hymn meant when until i was a grown person but i watched this old lady sing there's a leak in this old building and my soul has got to move i was like fuck i don't know what that means but she's singing the shit out of it and then they were singing let me go get a bucket god right they were singing songs about calvary and they were singing songs oh lord i'm waiting on you and i'm like let me write each of these down for my future so and i didn't know for a long time that a leak in this old building meant your body was weary but I, i listen I, the hymns got your girl together. I used to love just flipping through the hymn book when I wasn't paying attention. My grandma would be like, you open your Bible. And I would put the hymn book inside of my Bible. So it looked like I was reading my Bible when really I was reading the hymn book. I used to be reading the hymn book instead of the Bible too, because I want to get to the music, baby. Right. I want, to, I want to dance like David, girl. I want to, I want to go for joy. Spirit of love the Lord. Okay, we're gonna wrap up soon because I know we both. I will dance like David. Okay, I want to get to the most awkward part of the show really quickly so y'all can go ahead and judge me. I could not have met Jesus as a a late 20s, early 30s year old woman because I would have changed the course of history. I'd have had to give Jesus some pussy. I'm sorry. Let me tell you why. And I, I just I, I just want you to know why you were being a whore for Jesus of all people and about to get struck by lightning. I just let out the longest, loudest fart probably of my career. That's <laughs> it was so loud. It was like, listen, this is the reason <laughs> I say this. Now God no, was like, no fart, so you don't hear the, the blasphemy. Before y'all judge me, I have already talked to the Lord about this and reconciled this on my own. So me and him square. We've already fixed it. The issue is I'm talking about Jesus as a man, right? I'm 29. If I were to today go to a wedding and be sitting at the bar and the bartender be like, last call, we out of wine, wrap it up, go home. And the nigga next to me was like, I'm finna show you something. Hand me that water right there. And then he turned it into wine. You think I'm not 
finna fuck the nigga turning water into wine? Are you crazy? Are you out of your fucking mind? Do you think it's gonna be a nigga at the aquarium in the event room turning water into wine and we don't go home together? You crazy. That's my boyfriend. And I do. God personally just told me to stop engaging in the conversation. So I'm going to listen to my savior. Because I would not. See, now the audio didn't know I'm speaking my truth. See? God is shutting me down. God said shut the whole podcast down. We're not shutting nothing down. I'm right. What I'm saying is. But that's going to be a slippery slope because you don't have some control. Because he's he going to be like, if you ask me to turn one more water into wine, you're going to bring a whole case of Nestle Pure Light and the doctor in the house and ask him to come breathe on it so it could be wine. It could be down. You ain't going to go nowhere. Bet he wouldn't have got crucified. Crucify who? Not up in here. You going to have to. They would have had to nail me on the other side of the cross. To, I'm going with him. Y'all just gonna have to spin us around like a rotisserie chicken because I'm going. Okay, okay, okay. So hey, the audio is weird. You can hear that, right? You don't. Let's see. God is personally attacking you. So it sounds weird. My end and coming from you. friend well i'll talk to you later all right so y'all right all the bullshit yep if it sounds bad we sorry bye